So we're now coming to this remarkable passage in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 18, where it says, We are heirs and fellow heirs with Christ. We are heirs of the kingdom of God. We are heirs of the universe. It's just a remarkable passage because I doubt that there is any religion in the world that tells us that we actually inherit the universe. We inherit the kingdom of God redeemed by Jesus Christ. Well, it's so much to take in, but anyway, let's try. Colin Cook here and How It Happens. Thanks for joining me today. You're listening to the good news of the gospel described in this book of Romans, described by Paul, who was appointed by God, by Jesus himself, And the book describes grace. It describes what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. And then it describes how faith works, how we trust in what God has done and who God is for us and his love for us. That's why we call this program How It Happens, how the grace of God happens and how faith happens and how it works. I hope you'll join me every day, Monday through Friday, every weekday. 10 o'clock in the evening, repeated at 4 in the morning on KLTT AM 670 in the Denver and Colorado and surrounding states areas. And you can also hear the program on uh, SoundCloud any time of the day or night. That is uh, soundcloud.com slash faithquest. And you can also hear the program on Podbean. That is faithquest.podbean.com. So here we are then at this broadcast, at this uh, verse that says, well, let's read verse 16 to get the connection. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Now, verse 17, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Now, this is just quite remarkable, isn't it? The idea that we are brothers of Jesus Christ and therefore co-heirs with him. Jumping ahead a little bit to verse, uh, um, what is it, Um, verse 30, I think it is, in the chapter. uh, Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called, and these, ah, that's not the verse I want. Yes, verse 29 it is, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And so God the Father has planned that the whole kingdom of grace, or rather, let's say, the whole creation, shall be redeemed in Christ, and that Christ might be the firstborn, The firstborn of, that is the preeminent one, doesn't mean the one born first literally, because for instance, David was called a firstborn, yet he was the lastborn of his brothers. It means the preeminent one, that Christ is the preeminent one in all of creation, and that we, by being redeemed in him and sharing in his resurrection, are his brethren. It's as if God, in fact it is so, has given us, as I mentioned the other week, has given us to Christ as his brethren. We are brothers of the king and sisters in the kingdom of God. We are brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ in the kingdom of God. 
I mean, if you can swallow that, it is simply wonderful. We can take a little sip of it because we don't have enough volume in us to be able to take it all in. God hasn't simply called us his creatures. He hasn't simply called us his new creation. He hasn't simply called us his children. He has called us his children, brothers and sisters of his Son, Jesus Christ. Now, when you think of that, and when you think of the fact that the Spirit himself is bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God, where is there room for fear and guilt and shame? It's gone, isn't it? You see, Paul said in verse 15, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption. We are adopted into this new family, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Now, this is all very personalized, as you know, in the book of Romans, but don't miss the point that just because it's personal, it's only for an individual few. The message of the gospel is that God is going to bring all creation ultimately to this reality of being brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ. He's going to redeem it all. That's what he says in uh, Colossians, you remember, chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. For it pleased the Father that through him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of the cross. Now, this doesn't all take place in this world. It takes place as well in the kingdom, in, in the judgment day. The judgment is not a separation. It is a reconciliation. The separation we're talking about between sheep and goats takes place before the coming of Jesus. But once that has been accomplished, then the sheep will make envious the goats, and there will be jealousy that will draw the world back to God in the judgment. That is, you may be surprised to hear me say this, but all you have to do is to study the book of uh, Ezekiel chapters, you know, the end chapters there, 36 uh, and 38 and onwards, and also um, the message of jealousy that is going to be described as we come to it in the book, uh, in the chapters 9 through 11 in the book of Romans, because the, the vessels of um, the vessels of mercy make jealous the vessels of wrath, and ultimately the salvation comes to all. So we're seeing something utterly magnificent. The large picture, the macrocosm, must not consume the small picture, the microcosm, that is the individual salvation, personal individual salvation is described in the book of Romans, but also the large picture of the salvation of all. And we need to grasp that idea, which is sometimes very difficult for Christians to do, for anyone, for that matter. But let your spirit, and I want to let my spirit, affirm what the Holy Spirit is saying to me, that I'm an heir of the kingdom. You know, the nearer I get to the kingdom, to the end of my life, the more I think of this. How do I embrace this? How do I acknowledge, Father, the day's coming when I will meet you 
and you will be my father in a very much more real sense than now and that you will um that that I will see you face to face and that you will welcome me as an heir of the kingdom we need to express that to ourselves on a regular basis now especially when trouble comes especially because now look at the next part of the verse let me read the whole verse and if children then heirs heirs of god and joint heirs with christ if indeed we suffer with him boy that's a bolt out of the blue isn't it i mean you don't expect that uh, last thought to come in if indeed we suffer with him let's leave out the condition the seeming conditional part for a bit we'll talk about that later at another time but the idea of suffering you see paul has no illusions about what he's saying he is not confusing the kingdom of god for the kingdom of earth the kingdoms of the earth are under the power of sin and death we forget that we argue politically i was talking with a friend recently and he's very into uh, into politics and sometimes we discuss these things but then i have to put a break on it because the issue is not there is it as christians we cannot favor one nation or one policy or one uh, system of government over another in regard to the kingdom of god in regard to the world because all of the systems of government in this world are under the power of death under the power of sin and death and that means under the power of suffering that the kingdom of sin and death produces now that is important to recognize because we live in the kingdom of grace yet we have our feet planted in the kingdom of sin and death and so we have to be prepared to face suffering with a different kind of approach to it than the world does the world complains the world marches the world goes on demonstrations the world demands justice and on and on or the world vin- vindictively fights back with vengeance we have a different approach we are christians we acknowledge that suffering is part of the life that is ours in the kingdom of god yes in the kingdom of god we live by grace in by faith in the kingdom of god which is the kingdom of grace but in that kingdom we're experiencing by faith the sufferings that we go through in this world as we're planted as our feet are planted in the kingdom of adam which is sin and death but we interpret everything that goes on that suffering in a different way don't we we lift our heart we give thanks to god give thanks to god in all things under all circumstances for this is the will of god in christ jesus for you it says in ephesians 5:20 and 1 thessalonians 5:18 and so we give thanks why because we know that the kingdom of grace the victory that christ brought at the resurrection has invaded adam's kingdom of sin and death and it has taken it captive so that everything that is suffering in this world is taken up and scooped up into the kingdom of grace and transformed so that it leads us more 
into the presence of God than it would have done if we had had no suffering at all. Now, this is just a phenomenal idea, but it's part of the gospel. If you want to truly know the gospel, you have to know how faith responds to suffering. Don't think, well, I now know the gospel, so I'm, ex- I'm sort of removed from suffering into this kingdom, and that I leave behind. No, you don't. You now embrace suffering in a different way because God is present in it, and God is blessing you through it. It's a new month, and I wonder if you could consider including this program, the cost of this program, in your budget. It would be so very much appreciated. The funds are low at present, seriously low, and I need your support to keep the program going. By the way, please understand that if you make a donation to uh, the radio broadcast, it goes to the radio broadcast. It doesn't go overseas. You can make that quite clear in your little memo as you send your check. So send, if you would, would your donations to FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. That's FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. Or you can make your donation online at faithquestradio.com. That's faithquestradio.com. The cost of each program is $39 per 15 minutes, and that's about $200 for a week's program, five days, Monday through Friday, and that's about $850 to $900 for a whole month's programs. And I appreciate all the donations you send. I uh, always go to P.O. Box 366 with a little bit of anticipation, and there you are. You come through, so many of you, and thank you so very much. Thank you also for your notes, and I appreciate the fact that sometimes you tell me how the program is blessing you and helping you. Okay, then, I will see you next time. Cheerio, and God bless.